Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I'm Frank Goy Correa, the host of the show, and I'm happy that you can join and listen. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes, let me know what you thought. If you haven't, check them out and leave a comment for me. The show is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox under the name Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Please subscribe to the show so you can receive new episodes direct to your device when they are available. You can also always get the show from the website, www.letmebendyourear.com. Whichever podcast app you use, please rate and review the show. This is a very important and simple way you can help the show reach a wider audience. As expected, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom had a huge opening weekend of $150 million. I'm still surprised after the low box office of Jurassic Park 3 that they were able to resurrect this franchise with the last two films, which both are doing massive box office. I enjoyed Jurassic World. The reviews of the latest film seem to point out some of the ludicrousness of the plot, but acknowledge that it's a big, loud popcorn summer movie and the numbers that it's doing shows that people love that type of film in the summertime. On today's show, I'm going to be debuting a recurring feature called Rom-Com Corner. If you watched any of the video minicasts I've made uh, previously, um, I've pretty much made clear my disdain for the rom-com genre. So I thought it would be fun to combine listener suggestions and movies that I choose and watch and review some of the more beloved rom-coms and give my thoughts on uh, how I think they are. I figured it'd be a good way to uh, force myself to watch a genre that I don't normally seek out. I want to let you know that movie reviews won't be a regular part of the show. To be more specific, reviews of new movies. Not because I don't want to do them, but I just don't get to see new movies as they come out in the theater, so it's not feasible to attempt uh, that type of show at the present time. As the show grows, my goal will be to generate listenership to the point where I can get access to screenings or attend more showings on my own. The beauty of this particular podcast, unlike my previous podcast, Critic from the Couch, which concentrated on movies and movie reviews, is that we have rotating topics on this show, uh, so that uh, means I'm not beholden to being a movie review show. That being said, I will be able to review older movies like I will be doing on this show, and I want to introduce the listening audience to movies that you may not know about but maybe would enjoy, smaller films that didn't get a wide release. In the current climate of movies, which is actually discussed a little bit in the holiday, which I'm going to review shortly, uh, it's tough for smaller, quirky, uh, oddball movies to kind of get through the glut of all the tentpole films, the franchise movies, Marvel, anything superhero, big movies, sequels, reboots of old movies. So it's tough for the smaller dramas or comedies to kind of break through all of that and for people to seek them out. Uh, so I really want to hopefully introduce some of those movies as this show progresses. Um, even in the short time since uh, I was doing my previous podcast, the availability of movies via streaming makes it easier for me to recommend lesser known films to you and for you to find those films and watch them. A lot of times you'll be able to watch them uh, on platforms that you already pay for like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime. Sometimes you'll have to rent the films. Um, the film I watched today, I rented for $3, so even the rental prices are reasonable. Or if uh, you have a another account, there's Filmstruck that does a lot of classic films. Crackle shows movies. So there's some, some apps that have free movies. But there's so many places where you can watch older or little seen films that it's either going to be something you already pay for or some cost that much to see if you really want to seek it out. So that's an exciting prospect for me to be able to share some movies that I have loved throughout my lifetime of watching movies and hopefully help you discover some you had not seen before. So 
So this leads us in today's episode. So this is the debut of Rom-Com Corner. So this will be a recurring feature on the show. So from time to time, as I stated earlier, I'll be reviewing um, romantic comedies. Today, I will be discussing the 2006 film, The Holiday. This film was written and directed by Nancy Myers, who has either written or directed the film Something's Gotta Give, Baby Boom, and Father of the Bride, among others. The movie stars Cameron Diaz as Amanda, Kate Winslet as Iris, Jude Law as Graham, and Jack Black as Miles. The movie opens with a Christmas party at Iris's office in London. Uh, Iris is rushing to finish a column uh, she is a society editor for the Daily Telegraph in London. Um, during this scene, we meet Jasper, a co-worker who's played by Rufus Sewell. Um, Iris has had an on-again, off-again relationship with Jasper that's currently off because Jasper started dating another co-worker at the office and also has cheated on him or cheated on her multiple times, but she still is deeply in love with him. At this particular party, Jasper proceeds to announce that he is engaged to this co-worker. So when you see that announcement, the camera cuts to Kate Winslet and you see her face and her reaction and great actress that she is, you could just see her painfully capture uh, the absolute heartbreak she's feeling at hearing this news without her having even to say a word. We then go to Amanda who lives in uh, Los Angeles and owns a business creating movie trailers which becomes actually a pretty funny running joke throughout the movie as certain moments in Amanda's story are told as a movie trailer, complete with the voice of the guy that does all the trailer voiceovers. You know the guy's voice I'm talking about, that deep-throated, deep-voiced guy that does pretty much every movie trailer you see um, is used in these uh, trailers in Amanda's story, which is pretty funny. Um, so the movie sets her up at the beginning. Uh, she gets into a fight with her boyfriend, Ethan, played by Ed Burns, and she proceeds to throw him out of the house. So this backdrop of these two ladies uh, sets up the movie. As Amanda reaches out on a website, she looks, uh, it's funny to see this. This movie came out in 2006, so this is pre-Airbnb, uh, those kind of things. So it's basically, in this scenario, it's a house swapping website where you go on, people list their houses, and you can swap with them. So uh, she finds, Amanda finds Iris's listing uh, for her house, her little cottage in London. So Amanda and Iris agree to swap houses. So Amanda heads off to London and Iris to Los Angeles. So based on that, I want to kind of start with my main issue with this movie. Um, and I acknowledge that this particular criticism is really more a broader point uh, about romantic comedies in general. So my issue, my main issue with The Holiday is that Iris, Kate Winslet's character, comes off as kind of weak and clinging to a man that clearly does not want to have a relationship with her. And when I see an actress as great and as powerful as Kate Winslet in a role like that, just as a movie viewer in general, it kind of throws me off a little bit. I do understand that this relationship sets the plot in motion uh, and and um, is important. You have to have something happen, some kind of conflict that would cause her to seek out leaving London to get a break from everything. So I get all of that. And I don't really have an issue with that. I just would have preferred a different dynamic in the relationship between Iris and Jasper. I think uh, there's plenty of things in a relationship that can be um, negative or that can go wrong that could have been still been the catalyst for her to leave. Not so much more that... He cheats on her. She just kind of deals with it and can't get over it. 
And I know there are relationships that are realistic and that are exactly like the relationship portrayed in the movie. So it's not like I don't think it's realistic. I just wish um, uh, a different dynamic would have been presented just to make it a little more fresh and more uh, meaningful to me. So I get that that happens. And it really throws me off again. Like I said, the, the scripts, I don't blame the actresses. Obviously, I, I'm a huge fan of Kate Winslet. And I don't blame the actresses for this issue. I just think the scripts don't give them compelling things to do. Again, this is a broader criticism of romantic comedies in general, not so much this movie in particular. Uh, and this criticism doesn't ruin the movie for me in this case. Now, I will say, on the other hand, on the positive side, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked Cameron Diaz in this movie. Now, Cameron Diaz um, has had a very long career. Her first movie was The Mask with Jim Carrey. And I, I like Cameron Diaz. Uh, I like her in comedies or something about Mary. Um, didn't really love her in Gangs of New York, and, and 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 her movies have been up and down. I'm not, a, you know, like I said, I don't think she's been a great actress per se, uh, but she's done some good work. And in this movie, actually, though, I liked her a lot. Uh, when Amanda arrives in London, her exploits are funny, and when you learn more about her as a character, um, the script makes her a well-rounded um, individual, so that helps uh, the performance even more. And then when Amanda meets Jasper, uh, Jude Law's character, who is Iris's brother, their interactions and the blossoming of their relationship is enjoyable to watch. And that's a big part of why I enjoy this movie. Now, back in L.A., Iris uh, finds Amanda's house uh, to be wonderful because it's huge with a pool compared to her small cottage in London. So um, there's a very funny exploring the house montage where she goes through every room of the house and gets happier with each room that she sees. So that's actually pretty funny. And um, Iris actually forms two relationships while she's in L.A. Uh, first with Arthur, who's an elderly screenwriter that lives next door um, to Amanda's house. And he's played wonderfully by Eli Wallach, um, who had just passed away in 2014 at the age of 98. Great actor. Um, he was in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and The Magnificent Seven. Um, it's fun to watch his performance and uh, Arthur explaining the art of screenwriting to Iris and and how romantic comedies are set up and kind of um, he refers to what's called the meet cute how uh, the main character the main female character meets the romantic lead in the movie who she ends up having a relationship with so he kind of explains that to Iris Iris finds this of course very fascinating and of course he laments the current state of the movie business which is probably uh, an opinion of the screenwriter Nancy Myers that's really good to hear um, as well and you kind of get uh, kind of a critique of what's going on now as compared to back in the golden days of Hollywood so Iris subsequently finds out as their relationship develops that the Writers Guild wants to honor Arthur and Arthur has no desire to go, uh, no, doesn't want to go, doesn't think anybody's going to show up. And Iris spends a lot of the movie trying to convince him to go to this event because it would be a wonderful event and she would go with his date. So Iris also meets Ethan's friend Miles, who is a movie composer, and is dating an actress. So their relationship develops as the film progresses as well. Uh, Miles starts to run into some struggles in his relationship, and as that occurs, the bond between Miles and Iris strengthens. Uh, there's a great scene uh, in the middle of the movie when Iris and Miles have dinner at Arthur's house, and Arthur has two of his old friends from the old days over. They're played by 
Bill Macy, who was the husband in the TV series Maud, and old school comedian Shelley Berman. It's a really funny uh, scene, and they tell old stories of the glory days of Hollywood and the interaction. I love scenes in movies that appear to be spontaneous and almost improvised. I don't know if they were improvised or if it was scripted. Uh, but when it appears to be not scripted, those are my favorite type of scenes where it just seems naturalistic. People sitting down, having a conversation over dinner, making each other. So uh, that's one of my uh, my favorite scenes in the movie as well. The movie uh, continues and bounces back and forth between L.A. and London as Iris and Amanda each develop their new relationships. Um, there's an unexpected character reveal. I'm not going to say which character and what the reveal is so you can watch the movie. That actually added a unexpected depth to the movie that I really appreciated. Uh, I am all for lighthearted fun and comedy. I You know, I love... Wacky comedies, like I said, Dodgeball is one of my favorite comedies. It's an idiotic comedy, but I love it. Uh, but with, with romantic comedies, at least for me as a viewer, I think the best ones balance the humorous with the serious. And in this movie, um, it worked for me pretty well. It, was, it did a good job of that and, and helped me enjoy the movie a lot more. Um, even though you know where a lot of the movie is going, uh, you know, with romantic comedies, there is a certain formula to that type of movie, just like there is to an action movie or, or, or certain genres where there's kind of a formula that, that you follow, which I get and I don't have an issue with that. As long as the journey to that, going through that formula is entertaining, I'm good with that. And this movie, even though you kind of know where things are going to go, uh, it did it in an entertaining and, and funny way uh, with, with great scenes between the actors. I mean, you have uh, Jude Law and Kate Winslet are outstanding together. Um, Cameron Diaz or excuse me, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are outstanding. Kate Winslet and Jack Black were outstanding together as well. You know, like I said, Eli Wallach gives a great supporting performance. And as their relationships develop, you can kind of see that and feel that. And it's really, really well done. Uh, so I did enjoy the movie. Uh, like I said, my, my initial issue with it was just the Kate Winslet relationship with Jasper. But again, like I said, that's probably a broader point on other romantic comedies. So uh, I'm going to give the, uh, the Holiday... Three and a half out of five. Today I'm going to say stars. Uh, I know every movie reviewer or stars is a cliched way to review movies. Um, so when I do movie reviews, I'm going to, uh, especially the romantic comedies, I'm going to come up with a symbol of romantic comedies. I just haven't been able to come up with one. And instead of trying to come up with one before I recorded the show, I, I didn't want to rush it. So if you have any ideas of what I should use for a review, you know, Hankies, something that uh, that is not stars, but uh, the holiday I'm giving three and a half out of five. I did enjoy it uh, for romantic comedy. It was definitely entertaining, and I liked way more about it than I didn't like. So it was a really good film. So it was a good choice uh, for the listeners out there. Thank you for voting for that one to be my first choice. That was a good start. So um, we'll see what I'll be looking at next. Uh, I'll probably announce that soon, or I'll maybe put out another poll to get some suggestions of what movie or romantic comedy I should watch next. And again, uh, give me suggestions about what I should use on my rating system. Um, when I review a regular movie, I've already come up with a rating system for that. It's going to be a little bit, di little bit different. I'll give you a clue. It's based on the name of the podcast, so I'll just leave it at that. I'll uh, announce that particular rating system once I actually review uh, a regular film outside of Rom-Com Corner, and then I'll let you know what that is. So um, let, me let me know your thoughts about today's show or any show. Uh, please listen to them. This is episode three. So like I said, we're just relaunching the podcast, and hopefully each show will be better than the last. What I can tell you uh, as far as an update, uh, I've got a an interview that I've recorded already that's been lined up, so that'll be on the next show. 
It'll be in the uh, realm of politics, um, specifically about being a political appointee in an administration in a particular department. Uh, so it's not going to be about voting or running for office or anything like that. It's going to be a little bit different take on, on this. I think you'll really enjoy the interview. Uh, I'm looking forward to posting that show next week. Uh, and then after that, I've got another interview lined up where I'm going to discuss the Marvel film Black Panther. And uh, we're going to talk about a specific performance in that movie uh, that was critically acclaimed. But uh, my guest is going to have actually a different take on that particular performance. So that's going to be on a show coming up in the future as well. So, again, uh, give me your feedback uh, if you're listening to the show on any of the podcast apps that the show is available on. Uh, please rate and review the show. Hopefully you give us a good rating and a good review. Uh, that really helps us. Uh, expose the show to a broader audience those reviews and ratings especially on itunes are a huge factor in their and i'm not an expert on their algorithms or how that works i do know in listening to other podcasts that that particular aspect of rating and reviewing is a huge deal as far as getting any particular podcast more exposure uh, to the top of list of, of searches so if you could do that that'd be really great and the other thing i would ask too uh, whether you listen to the show or not if you've liked the page on the facebook on my facebook uh, and, if, and if you're not interested in podcasts, that's okay. I understand this is not for everybody. But if you could share the page uh, on your Facebook, um, that would be great. There may be some some of your friends that enjoy uh, podcasting um, that are looking for new shows to listen to. So I would really appreciate that. That's uh, That would help me a great deal. Uh, so if you could do that, that would great be great. So again, uh, let me just review where you can get the show. Um, you can always get the show on the website. Again, that's www dot let me bend your ear dot com uh, the show is also available on itunes google play stitcher tune in or Castbox. Uh, i'll record the video mini cast so i have those little short videos i record those usually about once a week on a particular topic um, and you can see those on facebook live of course and then i have them on my youtube channel which is let me bend your ear podcast so if you want to subscribe to the youtube channel that's fine uh, that'd be great uh, you can also follow the show on twitter at bend your ear pod and the show is also on Instagram, um, also the handle Bend Your Ear Pod. Uh, so again, um, if you want to email me, um, if you have any questions, suggestions, criticisms, compliments, uh, anything that you want to email to me personally, feel free to do so. Uh, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so please email me. I take any and all suggestions seriously, good or bad. Uh, hopefully they'll be mostly good. Like I said, uh, the show is relaunching and and uh, hopefully as each show is uh, produced and sent out for you guys to listen to, the quality will be better. Uh, I'm trying my best to secure interviews as much as I can. Obviously, I don't have an interview subject today because I did a review, uh, but I am keenly aware uh, that a better podcast is a podcast where I'm interacting with other people and discussing issues uh, and the things that we're going to talk about, which will either be movies, politics, or sports. So I am keenly aware that uh, interaction with other people makes a better podcast. So on the episodes like this where uh, it's just me discussing something, just be patient with me if you prefer that other format. Uh, as I said, as I launched the show, I'm trying um, very hard to secure guests. I'm thinking about that every day. So hopefully that process uh, will become easier uh, as the show grows. And I know I want that to happen. So we'll definitely do our best. Um, I'm attempting to get some interviews, hopefully, uh, of some of some people that are of, of well known. And, uh, you know, obviously, that's going to be something that's going to be a, a long term goal. And it'll be somewhat of a uphill battle, but I'm ready to fight that battle. I'm excited to do that. Obviously, access to certain 
people in the realms of sports or politics or movies um, are going to be tougher to get uh, for a startup podcast. But uh, that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Uh, and I'm going to try very hard to do so. So hopefully if we have a breakthrough at some point where we can get a guest like that, I think that'll be a huge benefit to the podcast and, and help spike it. I was just listening to the WTF podcast, uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, Mark Maron's podcast. And he just replayed an interview that he did with uh, the late Robin Williams back in 2010. And he pointed to that podcast as the episode that made that show pop, his podcast pop. So because of that show, that really brought his podcast to a broader audience. Now, I don't think I'm going to be getting somebody as famous as the late Robin Williams, but it's all perspective and relative. If I can start to uh, attract a certain level of guests that would attract listeners to the show. That's what I want to do. One, because it'll be a compelling podcast. And two, it'll help grow the podcast. And hopefully that'll create the snowball effect of of guests being more willing to come on the show when they see the listenership is high or when they see that the experience being interviewed on this particular podcast is a pleasant one. Uh, that'll hopefully spread the word and go from there. But at the beginning, uh, I'll be interviewing people that I know, people that I know in the certain fields that I'm interested in that can provide a new perspective. Uh, so like I stated, the, the the first round or first bank of interviews for the first few episodes or first 10, 15, how many episodes that I do interviews are going to be of people that are in my circle that I know that are willing to come on the show. And I appreciate them very much. And they're just as valuable as any other guests. But hopefully that'll lead to getting more varied guests and, and guests that you want to hear people that you may know about or people that you may be interested in hearing. And then we'll hopefully we'll be discussing subjects that you'll be interested in as well. So that part of that I'm really excited about. Uh, I know it's going to be a, like I said, an uphill battle. And I mean that in a positive way. It's a, it's a battle I'm looking forward to, to, to taking on. I'm enjoying doing this podcast very much. Again, I, I'm, I'm happy that it's, that I've decided to relaunch it. And whether it's one person listens to me now or a hundred, uh, I'm just as happy, but we're going to grow this thing together. Hopefully you can help me as best you can, and I'll do my best to provide hopefully compelling content to keep you coming back and to, and to recommend the show to your friends. So again, uh, if you do listen to this podcast on any of the apps that I mentioned, just please rate and review the podcast um, if you like what you hear. And then share the show. Um, you can usually share it through the apps on your social media. So if you could do that too, again, it's just a click. If you would do that, that would really help me a lot. Uh, just click share. Uh, put it on your, you know, your Twitter, Instagram, wherever you have your social media. Um, you know, click it every once in a while just to share shows. If you really do that, um, that's really an easy thing to do, and that would help me, and I would be greatly uh, appreciative if you were able to do that. So, again, I hope you enjoyed my review of the holiday, and uh, please send me your suggestions for more rom-coms. And thanks for listening, and I hope everyone has a great week.